It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code BOOM to get $30 off your first month. That's BOOM. Talkspace.com slash BOOM. B-O-O-M. You are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's a Locked On Vikings Monday on the Locked On Podcast Network. Glad you're with us this morning. My name's Sam Ekstrom. You can find me on Twitter at Sam Ekstrom, providing Vikings updates throughout this offseason for zonecoverage.com. Very glad you're with us today. I'm going to talk about a couple position battles to round out my series that's been posted at zonecoverage.com and give you something to look forward to here in mandatory minicamp and the final session of OTAs, for which Mike Zimmer will be in attendance. Mike Zimmer has been cleared to coach, and he will be speaking to the media at about 11.15 tomorrow. You can be watching for updates there. I wrote a couple stories last week outlining some of the more unpredictable position battles on this roster. First, the safeties. I labored over this decision on who to keep and who to dump if I'm the Minnesota Vikings, and I am still torn. And every person I talk to seems to have a different opinion of it. Here's your situation. Nobody left from last year's team. You've got the same group of safeties, and you add Jack Tocho, the converted corner from NCSU. So you've got Tocho, Harrison Smith, Andrew Sendejo, Anthony Harris... Antone Exum Jr. and J. Ron Curse. The Vikings have six safeties, and they have only ever kept four with Mike Zimmer as coach. So here's what that breaks down to. Harrison Smith, he's a lock. Andrew Sandejo is also a lock. Two locks, two openings, and four players battling. This is where it gets really tricky. First off, I don't think the Vikings have great depth at this position. Beyond Sendejo, I'm not sure there's anybody I really trust. Anthony Harris, undrafted in 2015, had a couple good games that year. But in his relief last year of Smith slash Sendejo, wasn't that great. J. Ron Kurse had a terrific preseason last year, then struggled in the regular season. Anton Exum Jr. has been perpetually hurt. And he is now hurt again, as we reported last week. So, Exum is probably the one out of the picture. Okay, that simplifies it. Now you've got three competing, and you're keeping two. Tocho, Harris, and Curse. Let's just go through all the scenarios here. With Harris, you have more experience, probably more polish, but you have an expiring contract. With Curse second year of his deal, still has three more years left of team control, intriguing size, intriguing intangibles, maybe still has a long ways to go, Tocho, learning a new position, 
young, eager, cheap, four years left in his contract, special teams potential. From a contract standpoint, you want to start turning over some of these expiring deals. So Exum, if he doesn't get cut, he's still got an expiring deal. So Exum is probably gone after this year. With Anthony Harris, have you seen enough to think that Harris is going to be extended after this year? Probably not. This is probably last year of Harris unless he emerges in relief of an injured safety and looks really, really good. So let's say you keep Harris on the roster because you like his experience. He's got a little bit more seasoning. Well, then you're possibly putting Tocho or Curse at risk. If you have to cut one of those guys, then they got to go through the the waiver wire and you risk losing them off of your practice squad. I think in the perfect world, you keep Harris, keep Curse, you get Tocho on the practice squad, but there's risk involved there. I think the Vikings are going to have to sweat out either Tocho or Curse. Now, in my story, I have them keeping Tocho and then taking the gamble on Curse. Could be the other way around. I think we've yet to see whether Curse can actually play NFL safety. Based on his size, he doesn't always have the best leverage, struggles with angles, struggles to accelerate sometimes, but he lays a big hit, and when he's moving, he moves pretty well. But obviously, it's not like Curse's pedigree has him at a spot where he's immune to being cut. He and Tocher are both seventh-round picks, and the Vikings like late-round picks or undrafted players at safety, so it's not as if Tocho is totally out of the running because he's a seventh-rounder. I think training camp is going to decide this battle. And I don't think it's impossible, though I think it's unlikely, probably not impossible, that Harris is susceptible as well with that expiring contract. Let's say he suffers a training camp injury. That could put him on the chopping block. But then again, you're in a pickle. Then you've got Curse, who's barely played in the NFL, and you've got Tocho, who's a rookie. And and then if Smith or Sandejo go down, you are in danger. Huge, huge trouble. So that's why I think you need at least one of those guys sticking around who has seen a little bit of the field. And after that, it's just a straight-up battle. The other article I wrote last week focused on the specialists. And I think we have to be paying maybe a little bit of attention to this and more than I previously thought. But the Kai Forbath versus Marshall Kane battle for the place kicker started heating up a little bit last week. We had Forbath and... Kane going toe-to-toe out there with field goals during the special teams drills. And then they did the two-minute drill where they had to nail a 45-yarder at the proverbial buzzer. Forbath missed. Kane made his kick. And I really liked Kane's leg. I think he's got a stronger leg than Forbath. Forbath might be the more accurate kicker over the long run. And I still think it's Forbath's competition to lose. Forbath was 15-15 on field goals last year. Kane, 24 years old, really didn't kick last year, his first year out of college. In college, he was average, 10 of 11 on kicks between 20 and 29 yards, just 5 of 9 on kicks between 30 and 39 yards, 10 of 13 on kicks between 40 and 49 yards, and then 2 of 2, 50 and beyond. Can't judge too much on college, I guess, just because of what Blair Walsh went through his senior year. He was like a 60% kicker and They saw enough in Walsh to transform him into one of the league's best those first couple of years in the league. But after Forbath had arguably his best season since 2012, I think he gets the benefit of the doubt. Though if Kane's leg is as big as it appears to me, 
then kickoffs could play into it because Forbath has a pretty weak kickoff leg. The catch there is that with the NFL touchback rules, I think it mitigates the weaker legs. I don't think you necessarily want to be kicking it nine yards deep in the end zone anymore. I think it makes more sense to try to pin a team inside the five, make have them make the catch there, force them to bring it out, and get them down inside the 25. That seems to be the better strategy now. So if Forbath can just work on his hang time, then the weaker leg becomes moot. The other factor here is, is that they're working with different holders. Ryan Quigley and Taylor Simank, the competing punters, are rotating in as holders as well. So that could play a part in how successfully the kickers are working that day. From a punting standpoint, I'm still going to give Simank a slight edge, not because I know he's better, but because I know what Quigley is. Ryan Quigley is career probably a worse punter than Jeff Locke. And Jeff Locke was not the league's best punter by any means. He was middle of the road to below average most of the time. Had some good moments last year. But but Simank showed in college that he has the potential to have a big leg. And I don't think it would take that much to beat out Quigley. And I, I wrote about this extensively back in early April when they signed Quigley. He's got declining numbers, very small nets. Not great inside the 20. And he's been in the league long enough that you basically know what you're getting in Quigley. And I think it's a downgrade from Jeff Locke. I think with Simank, who's still young, I think you could actually upgrade if he rounds into form the way you hope. Again, though, holding could be a deciding factor here. Quigley, the more experienced holder of the two. And and it doesn't seem like they want to be trotting out their backup quarterback to do that job. So even if Simank has a great leg, Maybe he can't get those laces out, then you've got a problem. So the way I'm describing it, it sounds like the Vikings might be worse in the punting game this year, but the caution there is that Mike Prefer is such a conservative special teams coordinator when it comes to punts that I don't think they're going to be asking a whole lot of either of these guys. And if they know their limitations, they're going to ask even less. They're just going to ask for 40-yard punts, high in the air, get the gunners down there, force a fair catch. That's not much to ask, and Prefer has always had good coverage teams. So even if the Vikings are limited at the punter position, they can still avert any crises with a little bit of conservatism. So that's what I'm going to be watching for tomorrow at OTAs when we watch practice and Mike Zimmer talks afterward. I'm going to be watching those punters. I'm going to be watching those safeties, and I will report back tomorrow from Winter Park in Eden Prairie, Minnesota. I'm Sam Ekstrom. It's Locked On Vikings. It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst. Hey, sports fans. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Locked On Wolves, the Minnesota Timberwolves podcast on the Locked On NBA Network. The Wolves might be in the middle of what's turned out to be a pretty miserable season, but there's still plenty to talk about. From the aftermath of the trade deadline to looking ahead at what moves Gerson Rosas and the front office might be planning for the summer to the possibility that all-star snub Carl Anthony Towns could go off on any given night, it's still going to be a fun spring. 
Tune into Locked On Wolves daily, Monday through Friday. I'm Ben Beacon with Locked On Wolves, and we'll catch you next time.